0: Calling all writers, this is a message for anyone who thinks that they can stump Joe with a story. Whether you can write a story that you think that Joe will think is true, or know of a story that's so ridiculous that he may think it's fake, please send him in to allegedly.podcast at gmail.com. And if your story is selected, at the very end of the podcast, we will give you credit once it's revealed to be either true or false. So please feel free to write us your stories or send us a true story at podcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Allegedly podcast, where we, uh, we, we, we try to divine through mysterious alchemy, fact and fiction through history, turn lead into gold with comedy. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, just waste time on a Friday because we don't have lots. But either way, <laughs> <laughs> this week uh, we are doing we are continuing our famous figures from last week. Uh, and this week is just 10 quick questions. Oh, let me start over. <laughs> I forgot to introduce <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you. <laughs> Dude, nobody will know. Who they're. they're like, okay, I'm on. Let's do it. Okay, okay. Here. I'm out of here. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can just introduce <laughs> us. I'll just work it in. Okay. Uh, my name is
1: Joe, and with me, as always, is Alex. hey
0: oh. Woo!
1: And this week, we are continuing uh, with our famous figures themes from last week in a uh, kind of rapid fire selection. I got ten questions for Alex. Uh, some of these are true, some of these are false. It'll be up to him to guess which is which. Are you ready? Let's do this. Let's go. All right. Numero uno, uh, Marie Antoinette, the last queen of France, okay. who's mainly known for her opulence and subsequently, you know, losing her head for it, um, also enjoyed a more unusual hobby. In 1783, she had a building constructed called the Queen's Hamlet, a small farmhouse where she could escape from the pressures of Versailles and pretend to be a milkmaid. Being the queen, uh, being a milkmaid meant that the animals she milked and the eggs she collected were, of course, washed and perfumed before she went about her (laughs) chores.
0: Okay. <laughs> so she perfumed her eggs.
1: Well, no, her staff, her 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 oh. servants went ahead of her and washed and cleaned all the animals and the eggs and made them smell good. So then she would go and collect collect the eggs afterward.
0: What? So wait, she collected it after they did all that. Mm-hmm. God. So dang. she thought she thought cows smelled like roses. Like, wow, dude, wait a minute. Could we do that with like a Walmart? Like if I was rich enough, could I like pay a Walmart just to make? <laughs> yeah, it's called it's called Whole Foods. Oh! oh <laughs> shit, I'm gonna call Whole Foods, see if we can get a sponsor. That's great.
1: <laughs> Fuck it. Marie Antoinette invented Whole Foods.
0: Dude, she's like, Ugh, Walmart, gross. Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, ooh, it smells so good, and look how clean these eggs
0: are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they smell great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is that is that? is that the uh the fact that's it part? okay that's, so so you know what i i got the feeling what what year was this marie 1783 was this? that's a tough one because i'm like did they have perfume back then i think i i have a feeling like they, well yeah they had to right
1: yeah because it smelled terrible like everything did
0: like even oh, the God, good yeah. shit smelled bad
1: like nothing was good back then <laughs> No one, no one would ever want to time travel,
0: dude. <laughs> 1700s, the year of stink.
1: Oh god, no one brushed their teeth. People barely bathed. Yeah. Syphilis was rampant. Nothing smelled good,
0: dude. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so I am gonna actually go with true.
1: It is true. Woo! Um, this is actually part of the rhetoric that led to the French Revolution. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> farmers and everything uh, saw this and thought that she was making fun of poor people. Um, and so it started, started the campaign to, uh, that eventually led her being guillotined.
0: Balls,
1: dude. That sucks, man. Yeah, it does. She, she 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 just just wanted to, she just wanted to cosplay, man.
0: Yeah. She she wanted to cosplay as an old, or a, a poor person.
1: Yeah. Holy shit. Like she was the queen of France. There's nothing more mysterious than what it's like to be poor. She just wanted to, she just wanted to, to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing more alien. She might as well been from another fucking planet. Like,
0: God, that sucks. That's nuts. She's just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cosplay. And then you go, she goes and cosplays, and even the cosplay isn't even accurate. Like, right?
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's like when like famous people go quote unquote camping, you know? Yeah. <laughs> On a private but, island, and they got a fucking, you know, there's an AC unit in their tent,
0: you know? <laughs> like, yeah, but like. But, like, so what would happen? Like, she fucking rolls in and they're like, the cows are ready to be milked, and they're milking this cow, and it just starts dropping a shit. Like, because cows <laughs> um, will From do what, like, from what,
1: uh, from what kind of what I, I, I've gathered, she would basically, like, like, at nighttime, she'd be like, I think I'm going to go to the cottage tomorrow. And, like, her, uh, servants would get up at the butt ass crack of dawn and wash the place from head to toe, and, like, Perfume the cow, so when she came in, like she had no idea. She was like, "Oh, this cow smells lovely," <laughs> like oh, she was God. completely like oblivious to just the horrors of
0: farm life. <laughs> so wait, do you think? Oh my God, what? Think about this then. What if they didn't do that, right? Like they just let it like a cow smell like shit, and you know there's shit all over the eggs when she collect. You know what I mean? Just standard yeah, fucking. Like- but, well, would yes, that give her perspective? Work, yeah. Like, would she have changed the French Revolution if she knew how shitty it was? Or would that have made her hate it no, more? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, it, I mean, Marie Antoinette was a 14-year-old that got
1: married off to a prince of France. Like, she oh, couldn't be wow. more removed from reality. So, like, if she saw, like, the, you know, if she saw the horrors going on, she would just either ignore it or change it, you know? <laughs> like, um... Right. Like, yeah, there's things, things, like, she where she done. Um, adopted peasant children. And by adopted, that just meant she gave them money for, like, uh, mm-hmm. better clothes and school. Um, and that's, like, what she did. Like, it didn't change that there were poor people or anything. But she saw, like, a poor kid and was like, here's a lot of money, poor kid. And She's so like, if she saw Jews. a dirty cow, she'd be like, pay someone to wash this dirty cow. Like,
0: <laughs> she would just,
1: she, you know, had enough power to just. Change her reality. <laughs> you
0: know? Right. Well, goddamn. French Revolution. <laughs> Vive la Revolution.
1: That's right. Yeah. Slice. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, yeah. They, yeah, they killed a. Bu- they afterwards. killed a bunch of people that time. um <laughs> All right,
0: well, uh, I got it. I killed that question. Hey, you got it, buddy. I
1: did. I, I should probably failed. mark that down somewhere. Oh, I got it. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't there's worry. No, there's
0: no. I. I got this. I got hundred percent. Whoa.
1: Okay. Um. <laughs> Uh, being on this side sucks. I like guessing more. <laughs> this is a lot of work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I gotta write so shit weird. down. Yeah, like...
1: Gotta tally yeah. up scores.
0: Notepad. No
1: pad. <laughs> right? Ah. I had to read a lot more about Marie Antoinette than I ever wanted to. <laughs> yeah, like... <I> don't... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fact... Oh, Jesus. Fact number two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a little quicker one. Uh, right. Adolf Hitler, Mussolini, and Stalin were all at one point nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Mussolini and Stalin.
0: They did all exist at the same time. Is the Nobel Peace Okay, it's not that I don't think that they were, but I don't know if the Nobel Peace Prize was around then. It was It was? It was. Okay, then I'm going to go with true. I do think that that's true.
1: (laughs) Man, I really shouldn't have given you that clue.
0: Yeah, Ah! it was.
1: (laughs) Son of a bitch. I'm Ah! bad at this. Ah! I'm like, oh, (laughs) yes. Oh, I get get a snippet of more. I I get to show off my big fucking brain. (laughs) Yeah, it was around, Alex, you dumb fuck.
0: (laughs) Well, look, like, I mean, if fucking Donald Trump can... Anybody can be elected, right? You just need, like, some sort of, like, election process. So... Donald Trump got elected, that dumb fuck, like, you know, they're, 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 he, he's not going to win, right? But right. same with these other dumb fucks, like, they, they get their names thrown into the hat, right? But they're right. walking out with the prize, so that does um, not, that's hilarious.
1: Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, Mussolini was nominated in 1935, so a little bit before uh, the atrocities. Um, And then, turns out, Hitler was nominated by a, 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 a as a satiric criticism by a member of the Swedish parliament. <laughs> uh, and then Stalin. Check this, dude. Stalin was nominated twice in 1945 and 48 for his efforts during World War II.
0: <laughs> Fuck, awesome. Yeah. So wait. So, so, okay. So Mussolini, right? I think Mussolini died at the hands of his people. He got hung. Right. Yeah, he was, so. And then Hitler killed himself. and Or, like,
1: or escaped to the CIA. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> Either or.
0: Yeah. And, and then, then, I mean, and
1: then him, he joined, he joined Hellboy and they went on an adventure.
0: Is that what happens in the comic?
1: No, God, no.
0: Oh, I was like, I don't think I've ever read that.
1: <laughs> oh, you didn't, I mean, you didn't see Hellboy and Hitler? Oh, it's great.
0: Yeah. It's Hellboy great. and Hitler. <laughs> They're like fighting <laughs> zombies. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking dark <dartboard>. horse.
1: <laughs> yeah, they get weird,
0: dude. Yeah. Crosses
1: over with Buffy at one point.
0: <laughs> dude and then fucking uh and then stalin though did he did how did he die
1: um okay oh all right yeah this one's just gonna run long because this is actually a pretty funny story um so stalin was a fucking monster right uh he killed millions of people and yeah. basically what happened was one day stalin got sick um and he had a fever and in his room and the two guards that were outside of his post heard noises but were so scared to enter without his permission that basically they went and got the general and the general heard this and then the general heard and went he was scared so then they got like the fuck then they went to like parliament and it kept going up these ranks basically stalin died choking from sickness in his room but his men who could have saved him were just too fucking scared to open the door thinking that if they angered him they too would be killed (laughs)
0: god
1: and then he died oh. and then the the parliament tried to hide it for like a fucking week because they didn't want the government to fucking crumble
0: <laughs> yeah fuck fuck stalin dude good he got what he needed like fuck him god mm-hmm. just imagine being those soldiers like yeah you're sworn to protect him but don't don't come in if he's like you know dropping the yeah. juice or something he'll fucking yeah, if kill he's, you. if he's in a bad mood dude yeah so fuck him good right <laughs> Well, they all died terrible death. So Nobel Peace Prize, like hey, I mean they lost for a reason, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's not a big surprise. <laughs> no. But I crushed that answer. I, I won. I, I did win.
1: You did win, buddy. <laughs> all right, uh number three. In eighteen fifty six, Abraham Lincoln gave a speech so captivating that every single reporter forgot to take notes, and it is now known as Lincoln's lost speech.
0: Oh, wait, hold on. Say say it again. I think you cut out for a second. Oh, uh, in 1856, Abraham Lincoln
1: gave a speech so captivating that every single reporter forgot to take notes, and it is now known as Lincoln's lost speech.
0: Oh, God. I want this to be true so bad. I'm not. A- this is like a national treasure shit. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go It's not lost, last... it's just in the
1: nose of Teddy yeah. Roosevelt. Yeah. And Mount Rushmore. Dude. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna go true. This one is false. Oh uh, yes, it is tr- it is true that there is a lost speech Lincoln's lost speech, but the speech was very anti slavery. So it's actually um it's been marketed that it was lost, but it was actually deliberately destroyed.
0: Oh, uh, wait. So there is a lost Ooh. Ooh. loss. Uh,
1: yeah, but no, he didn't give a uh, he didn't give something so captivating
0: that yeah. every single reporter just oh, I'm not going to take notes today. There's probably a lot of people that took notes because they're like, he's anti-slavery. Right. Yeah. Or like if you're a pro-slavery, you are definitely taking notes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, dude, that's awesome. Nicholas Cage, dude, he, he would have found that speech no problem. He would have. Dude, I
1: bet he already has it. It's probably right next to his, like, T-Rex head he has it. His dude, yeah, I think he had
0: to sell that. Fucking Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got uh, me, Joe. You fucking beat me on that one. I what got my one do?
1: in. You did. You fucked me. God. All right, number four. One of the more bizarre fads of the early 20th century was a phenomena known as flagpole sitting. The concept was very simple. You climbed up a flagpole or telephone pole and you sat. People were really easily entertained back then. Wait, wait, but, when was this? Uh, The early 20th century. So like the 1920s.
0: Oh, fuck, OK.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot closer than one would think. Like before television, we really had to make shit up. Dude, this is like planking, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. We really haven't evolved that much then. (laughs) God damn. So anyways, what's even more bizarre is who actually holds the world record for longest pole sitting. None other than Ernest Hemingway. (laughs) While renovating his home in Key West, he and his friends were waiting on a supply ship to deliver lumber. And one of his friends dared him to climb up a nearby telephone pole. Uh... So that he could get a better look. Not one to back down from a challenge, he climbed the pole and sat down. For ten days, ten hours, ten minutes, and ten seconds.
0: No way. No way. He sat for ten days, he would die. It's Ernest Hemingway, dude. He's manly man. (laughs) Holy shit. That man man can ride a pole. Like... (laughs) I'm going to go with false, though. This one is false. Mm.
1: It actually wasn't Ernest Hemingway who set that record. It was a man named Avon Foreman in Baltimore.
0: This is real?
1: A real dude did that. Yeah, I just changed the name.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. What?
1: Yeah. No way. Yeah, he just climbed a fucking pole in Baltimore and fucking sat up there. And the newspaper wrote it down. They're like, this is amazing. This just is like the man was like the original David Blaine. He's like, he's just standing there for no reason.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, dude. And if you ever check out pictures, it's not like there's a seat up there. So like they're sitting on top of this pole, but like their feet are like triangle down. They're like doing like a Spider-Man grip on this fucking pole, dude. It's fucking crazy. And he did this for 10 days, 10 days, 10 hours, 10 minutes and 10 seconds. Did he just fall off afterward? Like I think he died. I mean, he must have. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like uh... he died three days in, but like the body was just up there.
0: <laughs> He's caught, and they're like, "Okay, well, how do we get him down?" Like they're like, "Do you have a BB gun or something?" Like <laughs> they're,
1: they're they're throwing like tied together shoes at him. Yeah. <laughs> He's just. And then they finally they finally knocked him down. They're like, "Well, fuck it, give him the record."
0: Yeah. Well, let's just give him a crazy time. like 10 minutes, Let him go 10, out 10, a 10, hero. <laughs> 10, 10, 10, 10, right?
1: we will yeah. remember?
0: How do you... You can't even survive. What the fuck? And then, like, what was the nearest, like, the second record for pole sitting, like, fucking 20 minutes? like.
1: Right, yeah, dude, I don't know, a couple hours, maybe? I don't know.
0: Yeah, like...
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I'll do it
0: for fucking 10 days!
1: Right, I like his commitment to the number 10, honestly. I mean, I think I would have started with one.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you know but... i would have fucking one day is all you need up there and then he's like fuck it i'm coming down my legs hurt but yeah
1: dude it it's so uncomfortable i just don't i don't understand how this just became a thing it, it's just people were so bored back then
0: god dude okay well i fucking take that Ernest Ernest hemingway yeah yeah you're a little bitch you can't even sit on a pole for more than 10 days <laughs>
1: Hell, he could barely sit on a bar stool for 10 days. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, Now, all right, number five. Uh, Now, we know that Ian Fleming popularized the shaken martini, but he was also responsible for another alcoholic beverage. While giving an interview with Playboy in 1966, he cracked open an MGD, and when the interviewer joked where his martini was, Fleming responded... When I'm feeling high on life, I always crack a Miller. Seeing a treasure trove of marketing potential, Miller quickly came out with Miller High Life.
0: That's wait, isn't it Budweiser?
1: No, that, that's that's Miller, man.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine? What if he said anything else?
1: <laughs> but I know, dude. I, I just I don't understand. But I mean, fuck it. It was it was Playboy in the '60s. I mean, I imagine word got around real quick, you know.
0: They're like, they're like, where's your martini? And he's like, when I'm not feeling like a bitch, I drink a beer. And right. they're like, yeah, right. I know. <laughs> <I smoking>.
1: know. <laughs> when I'm hungover as fuck and I just need to come down, <laughs> <laughs> Miller, come down. It gets you drunk again.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, he could have said anything else. Okay, well wait, first I gotta figure out this is real or fake.
1: I'm gonna go fake. Boom! Another one. This one is fake. Yeah. Now it is true when he didn't drink martinis, he actually did drink Miller High Life, but he did oh. not uh, have anything to do with the name.
0: What? What if he did that? Like, what if he was just like said some stupid shit? Like, right. and they're they're like they look at him and he's like, sometimes it's Miller time, and they're like, holy shit! Put this put this right. on TV. Right. Get some hot chicks in these commercials. Fucking do a snowboarding thing when it's not snowboarding time. Show people exercising and drinking beer. It's Miller time. Right. I'm down. Now I want a beer. Right? I kind of want a Miller High Life. Yeah. God. Miller High Life. (laughs) It's just like (laughs) we work into like a commercial.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now here at the Allegedly podcast when we're not buying (laughs) our purple mattresses,
0: yeah. We're drinking a
1: cold Miller High Life.
0: Yeah, we're not. We're, we're not buying our purple mattresses or, you know, whatever fucking shaving cream slash razor blades that they're trying to peddle on the podcast now. <laughs> In between do dollar shave club. <laughs> yep, that's what it is, dude. Fucking, uh, you know, we, we wouldn't be fucking Miller anyways. It'd be like when we're thirsty, we reach for an ice cold natural ice. Yeah, there's no way Miller fucking wants
1: this shit. We're like Bush 45 like. for when you're out of options.
0: It's technically alcohol.
1: <laughs> Mad Dub 2020. I prefer red. <laughs> when you hit rock bottom, MD 2020 picks you up.
0: Yeah. Hey, you want to find a new low MD-20?
1: <laughs> With
0: its three great flavors, orange, red, and blue. <laughs> and then on the bottom, it's like, some ex- some experiences may vary. <laughs> <laughs> please,
1: re- please drink responsibly. In fact, probably not at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. <It's laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Whew, all right. Breathe.
1: Number six. Just because I love James Bond so much. Well, on the topic of Ian Fleming's drinking, turns out the reason he preferred shaken martinis instead of a stirred one was because the shaking process broke up more ice in the drink, hence watering it down, so that while he was on a mission, he could have casually have a drink, but not get too drunk as to lose all his wits.
0: How hard are they shaking? Right. Okay, wait, wait, I'm gonna go with true. This one's False. Oh fuck. Okay,
1: whatever. I don't even care. Uh, I mostly put this in because I wanted to talk shit about Aaron Sorkin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while while doing a lot of research, and Ian Fleming kept coming up per the last podcast, I somehow got fucking PTSD or PTSD about fucking The West Wing, (laughs) where. The president goes on a fucking monologue because of an Aaron Sorkin fucking script about how James Bond was ordering watered down martinis and that the proper way to make a martini was to shake it with a special fucking stick that wouldn't break the ice. And so I just really wanted to take this to say that's bullshit. It's a fucking stick. It's how hard you stir it, obviously, and how long you stir it. Again, you also can't shake it that fucking hard as to water down vodka. Like
0: That's what I'm saying. Like Well, yeah, that's why the, I was like
1: shaken or stirred, it's like the same fucking drink, guys.
0: Unless he's like sitting there fucking paint shaking yeah. it like and then he's like he gives it to you and it's like a slushy. Like Yeah, this... dude, for real. Like no, it's the ice is
1: just there to call, chill it down. That's all it is. Like the whole point of a martini is so that you don't taste vodka. That's why vermouth is in there. It takes away the bite, and then you chill it, and that's why you can just down martinis like it's fucking water, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, this whole shaken and stirred thing is every bartender, people just shake it because it's easier than stirring. (laughs) Right. Like, that's why it's done. It really does nothing to the, uh, yeah, I mean, I think
0: we might have a problem, but, yeah, I kind of want to get drunk. (laughs) Don't, dude, don't fucking shake my martini, though, right? Like, goddamn. I guess. Yeah, Jesus. Fu- oh, God, er- everybody knows you just order it fucking dry, right? Like, give me a martini dry. Right. That just means there's
1: more vermouth in there, so you just can't taste the vodka. That's all the, that-
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's just... it. <laughs> well, like, uh, that's well, all uh, Manhattan that
1: is, is whiskey
0: and uh, vermouth. And so you just don't have to taste, you know, whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- and if you watch too much Mad Men, you know, everybody starts to order Manhattan. so.
1: That's or right. Or no, wait,
0: not Manhattan, is it old-fashioned?
1: old fa oh, that's right, old-fashioned. Uh,
0: yep, yep, I learned that which, the actual- Which love. I think
1: is just uh sugar and whiskey and a cherry,
0: like. Well, so, <laughs> I was told this, and I don't know if it's true, maybe this is another podcast, mm-hmm. but fucking, it's actually at the bartender's discretion what he can put in it, the whatever extra- so it could oh. be cherry, orange slices, a lime, whatever. It's up to the bartender. Traditional old fashions are up to the bartender. But I think I think what happened was that Mad Men popularized a cherry or some, some shit like that. And then right. everybody wanted it with the cherry. So a lot of bartenders just started doing that. And they also have cherries on hand. I, I
1: think uh, I think uh, at the bartender's discretion is just code for what the fuck ever I have lying around.
0: Exactly. <laughs> like, Whatever they have uh, fucking uh, spares of. Because they cut a lime, and they're like, what am I going to do with this fucking half of the
1: lime? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gross. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Throw it away. I don't know. Ugh. Put
1: in the fucking whiskey. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, it's my discretion. I made this.
1: <laughs> All right. Number seven. Uh, right. In the 1950s, The CIA actually spent close to $350,000 to try and prove that Jack the Ripper was actually a cover-up by the Crown and the Masonic Temple to hide an illicit affair of Prince Albert. Thinking that if they could prove who Jack the Ripper was, they would have proper leverage over England if the time ever called for it. The operation was named Royal Affair.
0: Okay, so this is stupid enough to probably be... I'm gonna go with... Like, I think... We're dumb enough to go with that
1: this one is false damn it all right
0: Let's now it is true that game.
1: there's a there's a theory out there that it was the crown covering up for uh prince albert who was having an affair with a, a sex worker um but obviously the c the cia had never spent money on that
0: one <laughs> right well and i could see the united states doing that like they're just like guys guys we need to dump a shitload yeah. of money into figuring this out. Out of all, all no the reason. weird shit they've done, yeah, this one se- seems plausible. It's plausible. Fuck, dude. Why Why have all the stupid shit has the go- you know, the United States government done? Why did do they let me down now? Like, fuck. <laughs> right? Come on, man. Just tell us who Jack the Ripper was. Come on. Yeah, fuck. Why are they covering this shit up? Right? I mean, maybe, maybe it's America that's covering it up. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Some people say it was H.H. Holmes. Uh, and then that's he terrifying. just moved to America. Yeah, that's fucking terrifying because that's all that's a whole different can of fucking worms, that guy. <laughs> yeah. God. That shit keeps rolling out too. God. Nuts. God damn. Well, you fucking got me again. Okay, so uh, holy mm. shit. You got three in. Fuck. Dude. If I can if I can get the other two, I'll at least get to seventy percent. So Hey man, yeah, there's there's three
1: more questions. You got time to come back, dude. Alright, let's do this. All right, number eight. During the last few years of his life, Howard Hughes moved to the desert Inn Casino in Las Vegas, where his odd behavior just kept on reaching new heights. Uh, Hughes was a huge fan of Baskin-Robbins' banana nut cream ice cream, sometimes having scoops delivered up to his room three to five times a day. But one day, while ordering Howard's usual, uh... They were The hotel staff was told from Baskin-Robbins... Uh, Baskin-Robbins had discontinued banana nut cream flavor. Panic. Oh, they called uh, Baskin-Robbins headquarters... Who said they could make a special order... Only if they bought a commercial amount of ice cream. 350 gallons.
0: What? Okay. Seeing
1: no other way... They paid for it, drove to Los Angeles... And then upon returning... Found out that Howard Hughes no longer wanted banana nut cream, having changed his mind to French vanilla. It's rumored <laughs> that it took the hotel over three years to sell all 350 gallons of banana nut cream.
0: Dude, he's a crazy bastard. He is crazy. Ah, uh, fuck. Okay, I'm going with true on that one. This one is true. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, suck yeah. it. To the day he died, he was
1: just a crazy fuck.
0: <laughs> like,
1: yeah, 350 gallons.
0: Like, could you imagine that? You're like, okay, guys, good work. We did it. We collected what we needed to collect. And then, like, oh, I want French from and It's, like, You're, down the street. Like, you fucking Howard Hughes. Mother, you motherfucker. <laughs> dude, it's just like, okay, you remember that guy that wants some information about you so he can write a fake biography? Yeah, I'm going to fucking give him a yeah.
1: shit. <laughs> Fuck that, dude.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. Just two more to go. you Dude. You're at you're at five right now, buddy. Let's see if we can uh, 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 get, get above. Get, get, get. Now the next two kind of stretch the famous figure a bit, but uh, I think they're interesting enough. Mhm. Okay. So, Krista uh, McCallif was a high school teacher from Concord, Connecticut. Eventually, oh, beating wait, out... Joe.
0: Joe, hold on. Sorry,
1: oh. it, it cut out again. You cut out again. You probably want to start oh, over. No worries. All right. Uh, Krista McCallif was a high school teacher from Concord, Connecticut and eventually going on to beat out 11,000 other applicants to become the first civilian to go to space. Unfortunately, her legacy was cut short uh, when on January 28, 1986, she became one of seven casualties in the Challenger space shuttle disaster. Aww. Now, while the shuttle did catch fire, there actually wasn't an explosion. But on later replays of the footage, many news networks actually insert inserted their own explosion sound effects. Okay. So I'm going to have to go with true on that. It is true. Oh, they I, saw the, they saw the footage and basically the, the challenger just kind of falls out of the sky. Like the tanks kind of go off and it kind of disintegrates, but basically that's just fuel burning. And then it fell um and landed, crashed into the ocean but upon seeing it, because there's no explosion, like, they were like,
0: well, there needs to be an explosion. So they just fucking put in sound effects in the news. Like, and that shit, I bet, happens all the fucking time. Like, it's so gnarly what they'll put in. It's just like, hey, add more screaming. Can somebody yeah. add more screaming, please? Like,
1: could you admit, like, they put like put in a Wilhelm scream in the end? Like, ah! Oh,
0: <laughs> so fucking dark. There's, like, a sound right. guy out there like, oh, I know what that is. Right. <laughs> found it found it dude like <laughs> they what if they just got really morbid they're like hey hey okay get over here get a you know i don't want to die scream and then also add in a you know dude praying okay yeah ha 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 i'm sure right? we'll stop. Fuck so, like like it was a an
1: a complete disaster like you had to make it worse like you had yeah. to make it you had to make it cinematic for people to go like oh that's really sad dude michael <laughs> bay is
0: just like fuck Michael Bay is just (laughs) directing this. He's just like, we need explosion.
1: I need a low angle shot of an American flag. (laughs) Farmers listening to the radio and a Wilhelm scream.
0: (laughs) God damn it.
1: (laughs) All right. Last one. John Wayne Bobbitt, who became famous after his wife, Lorena Bobbitt, cut off his penis, went on not only to have his penis successfully reattached, but also to star in his own porno. Called John Wayne Bobbit Uncut. The movie was directed by Ron Jeremy
0: and features cameos uh from Lemmy of Motorhead and Vince Neal from Motley Crue. So, funny story. I actually think I know this one. I could be way wrong, but I have a memory. I've actually a memory of fucking talking to you about this. <laughs> it's just one of my go to things. Yeah, I'm gonna go with true. I think I was and talking goes, to you. So fucking true.
1: <laughs> damn it my fucking my love of the fact that Lemmy and Vince Neal were in a goddamn porn movie has betrayed God. me
0: <laughs> I could have swore I have like a memory of us just bantering one day and then like getting on the, the, the starting the conversation about John Wayne Bobbitt and then you're I, I could swear you were like yeah he got his own porno or like I was just like I can't believe they reattached it and then you're just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, he's in his own porno. And I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> dude,
1: no, I just found out too. Not only, he did another one too. He had, he did two pornos. I don't think the other one has any famous people walking through it, but. God, dude. Fucking but dude. it's the best. Lemmy literally like pops, like he's like, cause it like the movie, the uncut is a uh, semi autobiographical. So oh. like in the porno, John gets his dick cut off and it's lemmy that finds it. He's like, "Oh, what's, oh, what's this? Oh, looks like a little winky." Like
0: <laughs> It's so, it's so good. And then what? Do they they reattach it and it's like a hot nurse rolls in or some shit like It's it. it's along those
1: lines, yeah. It's fucking not
0: lot. it's not deep. Yeah, leave, leave it to fucking Ron Sharon to be like, "I have an idea. This could work." Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, dude, I I fucking crushed it. I, I got it. Dude. 7 out of 10. I 7 took out of 10. 7 out of 10. I did it. Oh, boy. Woo. That's average. I don't think it beats your first score, though. Dude, your first one was like 9 out of 10 or some shit. Yeah, I, cr- I think I crushed that first one. Yeah. It, it got harder after that, so. Yeah, because I'm like, fucking step up my game, you know? Right? I can't <laughs> hey, let it gotta, float by. Gotta fucking bring it. Yeah, and I think the second one, you had an 8 out of 10, too, so. Whew, duh. And then the the last the latest one I think was what six out of ten. Yeah, that was my it was my downfall. Those fucking that, prisons, dude. Yeah, dude, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. All right, I, I mean I didn't do much better though. I got one more, so fucking eight. <laughs> C's get the degrees, dude. That's fucking right,
1: buddy. <laughs> that's Holy that's why Jesus. we're that's why we're where we're at.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we're slightly higher than the lowest we're at. I think, to, hey man, to our literally
1: ones of listeners.
0: <laughs> yes, we're we're pouring a little a little uh, natty ice out for our listeners. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry, our listener. Great. Right. Hi mom. Hi hi. I, 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 I want to give a shout out. <laughs>
1: now my, now, one thing you might not know about my mom is she loves her Casper mattress. Uh, <laughs>
0: You know, when she needs to sleep, she sleeps on those purple mattresses. She downs
1: some natty ice and that Casper
0: mattress <laughs> is there to catch her. <laughs> uh, somebody's gotta hit us up sometime. We'll we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll keep trying until somebody hits us up. Somebody. At one point, right? <sighs> Thanks for listening. This has been the Allegedly Podcast. Join us next week where we go back to the three long-form stories. You can pick us up anywhere where you find podcasts. See you around. Perfect. I did the joke look. Dude, you did it. I feel dirty, though. I feel like I stole your cat.